as I told you, if I had you running in front of me when I was playing flanker back, I could have been an All-American, man. Democrats were shuddering privately just a few days ago about how big the margin was going to be. Republicans were predicting a red wave, but they may end up with the same slim majority Democrats have had for the last two years. We are going to take the House back. But we've got so much more to do, and I have only begun to fight. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve... Welcome back to the Ruthless Variety Program, a high energy Thursday here, despite the fact that our co-host continues to be entirely on the shelf, Michael. Yeah, Smug is still MIA. Uh, you know, he's a delicate little flower. Yeah. Um, you know, it's sort of like he's like a house plant that you have and you're trying to keep it alive and you give it <laughs> water every day and you make sure it gets sunshine, but you can't seem to keep it alive. You know, he's sort of like that. He is. He needs like a perfect balance of homeostasis in order to survive. And a little bit of COVID has taken him totally out of commission. He missed Megyn Kelly. He's missing today's program. He you missed Tuesday. It's just unbelievable. I mean, in, you brought it up today, but we went to RJC in Las Vegas. Yes. You were sick and you got everybody sick. Are you going to own up to that? Uh, yeah, but look, here's the thing. As a man of such high T as, as I do, it's sometimes it's hard to know when you're sick because you're just, you're immune to the ill effects of said illness. Well, you weren't immune. You were, you were showing mm. all kinds of symptoms. No, I felt fantastic. That is fake news. I, I don't believe that for a second. I will, I will note if, if high T is amongst the conversations that we're having, that there is one person who actually didn't show symptoms. Um, it's the voice you're listening oh, to. Oh, right Okay. All right. Well, so regardless, I I think I am in terms sort of, of tea quality. I am the typhoid Mary of COVID. I think for the variety program, I think I did it to him. Yeah, you did it to him. You did it to McDaniel. The difference is everybody else came back off the shelf. Yeah, everybody's back to work except for one guy. And Smug is still nursing his wounds. Yeah. Well, so. we we wish him well. I I think he's amongst the living. I can see him tweet very offensive things, which I love. Uh, but that's just part of our deal here on the Ruthless Variety Program. We carry on. Uh, but we are going to welcome, uh, later on in the program, Hollywood Hen with some updates, which I think is, a, I mean, look, we haven't done this as much as we should. And there's important Hollywood news out there's there. There's a lot lot of important Hollywood news. Yep, exactly. So you're going to have a full complement here on the Ruthless Variety program. Uh, can we talk for a minute, uh, Ashbrook? What was the flanker? What What's the situation with the flanker? Well, Joe Biden's acting like he's Walter Camp, who <laughs> some of you may be familiar with was like one of the first people to ever play football and he's throwing out the term flanker back like he's putting on a leather helmet (laughs) and you know these guys were talking about how they used to play flanker back back in pop warner i i mean like everybody calls positions different things to me when joe biden's talking about the glory days the only thing i hear is uncle rico (laughs) telling Telling everybody how he could throw the ball over the mountain. Yeah, it, he would have been an all-American. He said, "If only coach would have put him in." You remember? Uh, remember when Al Gore said he invented the internet? You know, I feel like one of these days Joe Biden's going to be like, and then there was that time I had that idea: <laughs> throw the ball forward. <laughs> right. Right. Wheels have to be round. I said. <laughs> A flanker back, the old sweep. That's, uh, we invented that there in Delaware. Oh, incredible. All right, so we'll get into the program. Uh, another thanks to Megan Kelly. We were on her program today. Uh, what a wonderful human being she is. 
Great it's show. Very, very funny, too. Enjoy ourselves immensely during that. Uh, worth noting, on Tuesday, Tuesday after the show, yeah, uh, we watched soccer. We did. And that, um, you know, that didn't come without some reservation from most of the crowd here, but Michael, as our resident soccer guy, was there to guide us through and, and explain to us why all the flopping on the ground and the not shooting on the net made tons of sense. Well, this is the thing is I'm such a sucker. I'm such a sucker because I should have known that none of your interest in the sport was genuine to start with. Well, that's not true. They had USA on no, their No, we wanted America their, to win, and that's where it Yeah, they had stopped. USA on their jersey, and that's where it ends with me. But every one of the questions that you guys asked during the game, I tried to provide a genuine response in hopes of educating you about the sport. <laughs> but what became very clear to me was that it was all a bit just to rile me up, Well, which what, is easy what, to do. What, well, <laughs> But you, you didn't answer all of our questions. For example... <laughs> Which player's mom brought the oranges? He never told us. <laughs> do you get king-sized Kit Kats after the game? Just unbelievable. Like you do at most soccer, soccer games. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Do they do they come and go from the stadium in minivans? <laughs> All those things are like important important stuff that we need to sort through. Anyway, uh, we won, our, but we won. We beat Iran. We did. We didn't. You had some spicy tweets, I might add. I did. They were very, what was? Yeah. It? Tell us one of them. Uh, well, so number one, I, I I tweeted out leaked Team USA game plan, and it was just a photo of the ballistic missile with the blades that killed Soleimani. <laughs> <laughs> you had like two or three Soleimani jokes. Yeah, you dude, did. for sure. The Quds Force. You know, we actually have some listeners in Iran who I assume are Iranian intelligence. You got squiggles back at you. I'm just. I want to say, like, look, look, <laughs> squiggles. Just the squiggles went back at you, right? Uh, there were some people writing in in in. I assume Farsi. Squiggles. 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 Uh, where I could not understand what they were saying, but I think the word martyr was in there, and it had me concerned. So I just want everyone to know, in the Quds Force or the Iranian Guard, like, no hard feelings is just a joke. <laughs> but here you are, Wednesday evening, you're healthy, you're happy, and we just hope it stays that way. Oh, Thursday. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I did like, Smug, Smug had a tweet that was like, well, I guess Iran's going to have to... Settle for a consolation prize, which is developing a nuclear weapon under the Biden administration. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Well, it was a must-have game, and we won. So we'll continue to watch, and we'll continue to provide insight and analysis on the game of soccer, which, as you know, is a passion of ours. (laughs) Um, Let's read some five stars, fellas. Uh, Let's go to The Voice for number one. Okay, this is from Red V Blue and titled, I Guess I Have To. Red V Blue writes, I need another podcast to listen to like Pete Davidson needs another lady friend in his life, but I gave Ruthless a listen over the weekend of the long Thanksgiving weekend, which is a vacuum of new content for podcasts. And I guess I have to put this on my listening rotation now. Easy listening, funny, and on topic with current events. Nice. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's that's, uh, that's a real. Compliment. We get a lot of that around Thanksgiving. Well, so that's because we're the hardest working program in show business. Yeah, putting out content on Thanksgiving week. I know it. And this is the benefit. Well, there's the upshot. There yeah, we go. picked up another listener. That's Michael, right. you want our next one? Sure. This is Maddie uh, underscore GA. Keep keep on keeping on. I've been a listener for a year. This has become my favorite podcast out of many. 
I'm a new mom, and as you've said on the show, nothing gets you based like having kids. That's mm. 100% yeah, true. That's really so true. true. I know this post-midterm landscape looks a bit darker than expected, so I wanted to let you know you helped me through my own tough time recently after my baby was born and say thank you. Your show kept me informed and made me laugh through it all. And as one agony of defeat person to another, you guys are doing incredible work. I love that. As a Georgia voter, and I got every conservative I could to the polls because of you. Um, I've already started rallying folks to vote early in the runoff. Great. Fantastic. Don't let the fail sons online get you down. The time will come to dunk on them, and it may come a lot sooner than you think. I love that, yeah, too. Yeah, that's a good. That's really good. That's a deep cut. It is. Uh, keep on keeping on. We need you now more than ever. My philosophy of life is that if we make up our mo- our mind what we are going to make of our lives, then work hard toward that goal. We never lose. Somehow, we win out. I love that. From Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Uh, that's great stuff. Awesome. Uh, the last one is from MSK. 275 ruthless is educational funny and just playing great uh i started to listen after hearing them on megan kelly a lot of that yeah and we really appreciate Many it people are saying uh, and i have to say i look forward to tuesdays and thursdays mor- mornings uh to get the latest from the fellas whether it's political insight animal stories or the latest from penis yep important the, journal the guys have me entertained if you don't enjoy this podcast, then maybe there's something seriously wrong with you and you should seek immediate medical attention. That's always what we felt. So keep it up, fellas. Uh, I love that. Ah, uh, Keep them coming on those because honestly, you know, you got to keep trying to regenerate the motor a little bit all the time, especially during the holiday season to make sure you got enough energy behind the programs. And yeah. these, those things definitely help. I want to welcome in Hollywood Hen. Hollywood, it's been a little while. I know. I'm so glad to be back. Gosh, in this during the holiday season. The, yes, I'm full of holiday cheer. My Christmas music has already been playing 24 <laughs> seven. I think I compiled perhaps the best Christmas music list on Spotify oh, I, ever I, made. I, Did you? Was it that. procure like individually song procure? Yes, and really? the order is is in particular as well. It's really, f- I think it's like four hours of Christmas music, and wow. you just loop that thing. I loop it, <laughs> as do all my family members. We just loop it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Nobody does Christmas like the Hannah Burns. Yeah, that's right. No exactly. question. Are you going to be caroling this year? By the way, um, we are. I think we're going to be caroling a little closer to Christmas this year, on, perhaps on the twenty third. So watch out, McLean. Look out! We might be coming to your house to carol. look out. Yes. Well, we will. We will set the stage <laughs> accordingly. Um, Hen, there's been an awful lot going on. The one thing that I, because I don't follow this stuff like you do, but I followed it as it intersects with politics now. Mm-hmm. And I saw this New York Times article about uh, this uh, sort of couture brand. Balenciaga, I'll pronounce it for you. There it, it is. Balenciaga. Yeah. Balenciaga. Try, Ashbrook's pronunciation earlier this morning was hilarious. What yeah. did he give you? I don't even remember. But it I was sounded like, that's like, not it. It sounded like lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I get where this is going. Uh, we, listen, to the, all the Italians out there, I apologize in advance. No, he just did sort of like a hard G at the end that didn't Bal- really make... Balenciaga. No. Yeah. <laughs> B- Balagna? Balagna. Okay, in, in my defense, how am I supposed to know? I've never heard of this in my yeah, entire I mean, life until it started fair. showing up I feel in, like probably out of all of you, though, I bet Smug's heard of Balenciaga. I feel like that's uh, 100% yeah, correct. Uh-huh. It's a high-end... It's a high-end brand. It's just like... 
Chanel, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, all those okay. types of brands. Clothes, shoes, everything. They really came on, the, on, I mean, they've been around for forever, but they came on the map more recently because they really did the streetwear type okay. clothes and the dad shoes. The, the dad shoe sneakers really took off for oh. them. So they've, they've been in popular culture more recently in the past couple of years. And then they partnered at a time for time with Kanye and then also Kim. Kim's been the face of, Kim Kardashian's been the face of Balenciaga for the past however many really yeah. okay all right remember last year when she showed up on the met fully covered in black with yeah. a face mask not this past one but the one before that was balenciaga okay mm-hmm. so the reason why this brand has even come across a transom is that a lot of people who you wouldn't expect are tweeting about it mm-hmm. cooper cup has tweeted yes. about this brand cooper cup the la rams uh wide receiver i didn't know that you brought news to me listen to you with the fashion forward well that's where i saw it well because so this is this is the controversy so they put out um two ads one was a christmas ad and one was their spring ad i think perhaps with their collab with adidas but um and both of the ads there were some very shocking inappropriate and freaky things in the ads kids right yes so one ad included a child model standing with a teddy bear that was wearing black leather and change and chains and was compared to bdsm apparel what the hell the other ad like had like a pile of legal documents and as a prop and one of the um one of the documents in there included the text of a supreme court decision related to china child pornography what Sick. So this it's is just, just sick. sick. Are you, it's just are you kidding me? Yeah. So wait, is the goal here just to be super provocative? It's, yeah, I yeah, assume. I, I, I guess, but like, is evil? But it's a fashion company. I, yeah, and it's also like I don't know. You're trying to sell like backpacks and stuff, just like so child porn, obviously. Right, clear it's nexus. Weird. And so, you know, the hubbub about it is like obviously it's highly inappropriate and. Um, this brand, all these celebs who have partnered with this brands have been quiet, right? And my point was, if they had a MAGA hat on that kid, you know, like right. well, all canceled. the celebs would have been like, we can never work with them again. Yeah. But like child porn, BDSM, I don't know, apparently it's enough to stay quiet about. And Kim Kardashian came out and said, um, you know, I've spoken with them, basically I've spoken with them and... Um, you know, they have their excuse blaming the production company and not the actual fashion house. And she basically was kind of like... Like you're not responsible for the marketing right, of your product? Right, or like approving any of that or whatever right. it is. And also, don't... Come on, these are all creative artistic people. Of course they knew exactly what was in them. Right. I mean, I, I just don't buy any of it. But basically, she's not really like pulling away from them. And so it's just... That's what all the controversy She's like, oh, about. yeah. Yeah, it's She's like, good. I spoke with them. They explained to me the situation. Well, here's I where I don't agree, obviously, with what they did, but like, let's move on. I here's guess. where it crossed my radar is because yesterday in the New York Times there was a story about QAnon. Yeah. Right, and and like all of a sudden it was it, the story was I mean, I'm summarizing it was it was essentially like where QAnon meets high fashion. Yeah, why don't I why don't I just because, read, read oh the you have it? Here. I've got the headline right in front of me where high fashion and QAnon collide. Two new Belazagna campaigns <laughs> ignited a firestorm that traveled from the internet to Fox News, fueled by allegations that brand the brand condoned child exploitation. Which they did. But I, I don't understand why that's back. in dispute. Yeah, what you just said is like that's a matter it's of just, fact, it's a right? It's a matter of fact, yes. I mean, 
So why is what that QAnon? What is disgusting. So I think what they what they perhaps I don't read the New York Times, so I didn't read the article. No, that's, that's um, very very based. Very yeah, yeah, as yeah. the most based member of the team. Yeah, no question. Um, but I think so. They have this chick who's one of their one of Balenciaga's booking agent, who might be might be maybe allegedly have some connection to like Epstein. Oh, whoa! And Clinton Are you and some kidding? other things. And I think. Like this, this. So that's one person, their booking agent. Then they have another gal who was or is one of their creative um, designers. Who, if you look on her Instagram, has these like satanic, horrible oh. child, like child head cuts off and like some oh. like creepy. It's it's creepy. Do not go look at it. It's very creepy. Like she has some of those posts in her Instagram, and that just meaning like so people like started some, going after that, right? And so there's like some really weird people are like this can go kind of deep, like yeah, into how disgusting maybe some of these people are around this brand, and like that's how it trickled up to the top, right? Yeah, so but but instead of of just reporting out those facts, it's oh now yeah no become, no, right it has to be a QAnon, right? You know, QAnon's making this stuff up or mm-hmm. whatever. The main the main creative force behind this brand though not from Sheboygan right the girl the girl and I'm unclear if she's currently or just was the creative director although I know she is tight with the Mm -hmm. with the head designer Mm -hmm. I believe is Russian and the head designer is Georgian there you go Russian Georgian uh, is not 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 in the Atlanta uh, version of Georgia right interesting so there's like there's like a lot but basically the hubbub is this took place and everyone's kind of silent about well, it. And like it f- no, nobody's like, we need to cancel Balenciaga. I mean, isn't it fascinating? That the primary defense for child pornography is QAnon. Yeah. Like, why is there a defense for it at all? It's just such a weird it's hill weird. to die it's on. Weird. It's like with all this stuff, dude. It's like, you know, there's just this knee jerk need, I think, on the left, and with these creative people who find themselves to be on the left to excuse stuff that is obviously not fucking normal right and but just because it upsets i guess like, average people then they like double down and triple down and you know it's it's so weird like to be honest like why was a kid even in the, they're an adult brand why yeah is why, a kid why is even a kid in the brand in dude the, there's a, i saw the picture there's like the, this teddy bear yeah, that's like got like straps. leather straps on them like it's Messed bdsm up, just weirdo stuff and the kids in the picture and it's like i don't know i don't know it's weird. I don't know how people would look at that and be like, you know what? This is okay. If you wanted to say it was art, okay, I'm going to disagree with you. But in light of the whole controversy, to be like, no, this is not only this is very important yeah, stuff. Right. Not only that, doing, but, but any know? critic, any critic of it <laughs> right. is QAnon. It's QAnon. Yeah, right. It's QAnon. Right. Incredible, it's right? It's oh crazy. my gosh! All right. It's also really disappointing because prior to, I really did like their stuff. You like their stuff? Yeah, I did, and I was like going to buy their dad shoes too, but then. I'm not going to buy anything from them Were you going to buy a dad shoes for yourself? Yeah, of course. I know you were. I got to say it. I'm going to take a brave stance. Shame on you, baby lasagna, or whatever you're called. <laughs> baby lasagna. You're so brave, Duncan. <laughs> I think it's an important stance. It is an important... Hey, I'm with you. They will not get my dollars. Well, that's enough on the Italians. Uh, the second part that I wanted to bring up with you, our man Pete. Yeah. So Pete Davidson, as we've covered ad nauseum yeah. on the program... Who also looks like that soccer player, Dent. He kind of does. They look very similar. He kind of does. Mm -hmm. But I mean, look, this is like the ultimate swordsman. Tell me, he's got a new gal. Yeah. Well, allegedly, and I can't, Emily Ratajkowski. Unbelievable. Of Blurred Limes. Yeah, of course. Do not watch that video. 
Why not? Anyone. It's oh, totally it's a great. It's a great feed. It's the only it's, thing that's redeeming about that entire not, episode. Do not watch that. But yeah, no. Apparently, they're dating. I don't. I don't know. Okay, so I was reading something, perhaps on. <laughs> some weird Hollywood Reddit Nice. Thing. I love that you went down the rabbit hole. Let's no. get, I can't wait to hear what but comes up like, next. It was like, when are we going to talk about how Pete, De- Pete Davidson's actually just a predator and goes after women at their lowest point? Like, oh. it's always after the divorce, always after an Ariana Grande, after her boyfriend had died. Oh. He, like, swoops in, I think, as this, like, I'm this, like, light, you what? know, you've been through something dramatic, like, I can help you on this light person. He makes and that's them how laugh. Always, Wait, is that the how, thing? Yeah, and that's how he always gets Wait, is that his thing? I think so, because she just got divorced. No. Yeah, and she, a 10, got cheated on multiple times by a 1, allegedly. Oh, man, well, that's a real I just don't know how that happens. Yeah. But then now she's with Pete Dave. Yeah, but Pete you know what? She's a weirdo, too. I, I remember that whole saga about her being, I think, in Italy and trying to claim some sort of rent assistance. No, that was in New York. That was in New York? Yes. Yes. Yeah, a, a like she was, very some, high earning supermodel. They were some like rent stabilized something or yeah. a, I don't know. It was her husband's deal. It was weird. Yeah. My goodness. But yeah, they uh, might be together, but you know. But the guy's rap sheet is something else. It's for something. I mean, there's pictures of her leaving his apartment and stuff like that. Wow. And they were they just went to like a, a Knicks game or some basketball game yeah. recently and were spotted. Incredible. Yeah. The man continues to just the, overwhelm just, me in terms of his, his prowess. I didn't know that about the picking him up while they fall. It's like, they call yeah. it the rebound, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he just swoops in. But it's always like a serious trauma yeah. for these girls. It's not just like, oh, they're not doing well. It's like death, divorce, like serious. Oh, man. Serious trauma. All right, we're going to have to trace that back and get a little more on yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, uh, if, if I was him and he wanted to be really smart here, I would just swim in Leo's wake. You know, yeah. I mean, like that seems like if if that's really his his strategy, yeah, I think that's a high success rate. Leonardo DiCaprio you? might be dating Gigi Hadid. Ooh, that's the scoop of. Wait, that how situation. how old is she? She's twenty seven. Ooh, I know. are you kidding? So good luck, Gigi. Don't get too yeah. Man. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. No, she's minus two years. <laughs> yeah, she is. And she has a kid. It would be very out of oh no yeah that can't work that yeah. can't work. Um, last thing, cocaine bear. Yeah. So. I, I know everyone was Movie tweeting the us. Everyone was tweeting us about this. I watched the preview or the trailer. Everyone should watch it. So according to the trailer, <laughs> this movie is based on true events. <laughs> so it's not like Sharknado. You're, kid- you're kidding. So I don't, I, so it's after a, fa- a failed drug smuggling operation, a black bear ingests a large amount of cocaine and goes on a drug-fueled rampage. But the people in it, it's directed by Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Ray Liotta. Serious people. Ray yes. Liotta? Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Carrie Russell. No. What? And yeah, some other people are in. So it's not Sharknado movie. at all. No. no it's, I, it's, I can't figure it out. This is so like I think, Apollo 13 for the Animal Kingdom. I can't. I think I think maybe the, well, I, I mean, I think a failed drug smuggling operation is highly interesting. So totally maybe that's a large part. I, I was, mean, I was, and I particularly appreciate love that those shit. movies. Yeah. Um, I'm not like sold on the black bear going after people, but I'm interested in the in the drugs. So I think, um, you know, I watched the trailer numerous times. You know, a lot of minions. You're into it. A lot of minions tagged us in this, so I watched it like there's a Pruder film. And <laughs> I think what I got out of it is that like there's a, like a, they obviously convinced a lot of actors and actresses that like this is going to be sort of like a cult classic sort of thing. Like like clearly it's very campy. 
you know, like it's it's, and it's so, a lot of comedians. Yeah, it's a, some it, of the lesser known people. I was like, oh, I kind of recognize. Yeah, it's you. it's, it's yeah, a lot of com- like like sort of comedy. There's so there's comedy some levity to this cocaine bear. Yeah, it's sort of like a black comedy, and like a lot of people are going to die and get killed by this Sounds bear. Racist. But it's going, but it's going to be well acted. I think. I mean, Ray yeah, Liotta's I mean, character looks hilarious. I mean, I have to say, seeing Carrie Russell in there, I was shocked. Wait, Ray Liotta? Not who I would. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta yeah. is in it? It's in it. Not it just is. a producer? Yeah. Carrie Russell is in wild. it? Is she at, in, I can't believe they like those A-list. Felicity. I know. I was like, Felicity can't be messing around with cocaine bear. That just seems weird. Oh, so when does this thing come out? Like February or something? February 24th. Well, I mean, we're going to have to watch the hell out of that. Oh, we should go in theater. Yeah, we, we should. should. Oh, that's a great we idea. We should. Maybe Love we'll a do a live theater. performance. That's a great idea. <laughs> Afterwards. So, you know, you, so many people tweeted us about this, and some people tweeted, like, how would you take this bear out? Mm. And I got it. I'm only bringing this up because one guy, it was the funniest thing. It was, would you dip a dart in Smug's blood and then shoot it at the bear like as a blow dart? <laughs> Huh. <laughs> Which I thought, you know what? That might be the way to take him out. Yeah, that might be it. That might be it. Well, listen, Hollywood Han, what a great update. Let's yeah. do this more it's a recap. often. Absolutely, I love it. See ya. So it turns out uh, there is a, a a whole new industry that we were unaware of, fellas. Um, the mother of a New York City heiress, this is according to foxnews.com, paid a quote-unquote deprogrammer big bucks after her daughter was quote-unquote brainwashed by the college's woke agenda. What happened was a New York City pharmaceutical heiress, Annabella Rockwell, is claiming that her mother paid a $300 a day deprogrammer after believing her daughter had been brainwashed by attending an all-female elite liberal college that left the young woman totally indoctrinated and estranged from the parents who raised her. I love this. I love this story because this person, uh, this deprogrammer, charged $300 a day Yeah. when I'm sure all they'd had to do was get a set of AirPods and download the Ruthless Variety program. That was and it. Put it? And put it on this this woman for, for a couple times. Just listen to the phallus. Yeah. But you know what? This guy figured it out. So Rockwell, a former competitive figure skater who grew up in the Upper East Side, told the Post that she first uh, uh, she was elated to attend Mount Holyoke College. I've heard of this. I've heard of this place. Me too, us. I mean, there is subject for concern here uh, in terms of the indoctrination. A sixty thousand dollar a year women's institution in rural Massachusetts in two thousand eleven. Unlike our first-year students, she said that she did not participate in the Moho Chop. Uh, that's apparently an initiation ritual meant to shrug off gender roles by cutting off one's hair. Okay. I'm sorry, but if you're going to send your kid to this school, I don't know why you'd ever be surprised that they'd end up brainwashed. No, you deserve to pay $300 <laughs> yeah, I mean, a day. Yeah. You deserve. So by her junior year, however, Rockwell told the Post that she noticed a shift uh, in herself after uh, taking a gender studies class. Yeah. <laughs> her mother, Melinda Rockwell, told the Post she believed that her daughter had been brainwashed. She admitted that in one heated argument in the family's Palm Beach, Florida home, she threw a vase through a window in anger over what had become of her daughter. In addition to the most costly deprogrammer, 
She was also enlisted to help uh, from her daughter's tennis coach, Scott Williams. Poor Scott's in this story. I don't even... He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scott, Scott Scott's like, I can't believe my name's in there. Like, thank God no one knows who I am. I'm Scott. Uh, but was warned it might take seven years before Annabella would revert back to her old ways of thinking. Here's what's unclear to me on this story, by the way, and that last paragraph is the reason I wanted yeah. to read it. The $300 a day guy was like, yeah, it's a seven-year thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of... It's, it's well, well, but here's a fucking awesome no, bullshit. Here's, 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 the incredible. here's the other side of that coin. The college was like, oh, it's a $60,000 a year thing. Right. <laughs> so the college is it. like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's he supposed to do? No, the college, Mount Holyoke is saying, we're going to charge $60,000 a year and promise you, your child will get a great job after we cut her hair I love and that. teach her to be a communist. <laughs> the the deprogrammer's the kind of like the unethical body shop guy who comes after looking at your car and he's like, Gonna need a totally new engine. <laughs> so they're like sixty grand a year for four four years. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take you for a half million. Yeah. <laughs> Comes out to a four hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars. God, that's fantastic. That's so fit. Imagine sending your kid to a sixty thousand dollar a year university, and then you got to spend four hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars to deprogram right, what just- they taught you. <laughs> oh, so good. But you deserve it. Right. You deserve it. Listen, and this happens so much in this area, the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast. They send these kids to these, like, quote-unquote prominent and well-thought-of universities that are, you know, they basically are, like, indoctrinating places. And and ultimately, in the end of it, they're surprised when their kid comes out completely messed up, right? I mean, I got to say, the lady... I understand why she has concerns. I understand why it's concerning to her their daughter acts nothing like she used to act. Of course she has concerns. She just paid $60,000 a year for a kid to go to college, and and I'm sure she can't even change a light bulb. (laughs) I'm sure she can barely fill the car up with gas. She barely understands what's required to pay her Verizon bill. You know what I mean? Like, there's no practical learning that goes on in these schools. Yeah. And so, like, I can't imagine... What it would be like as a parent after four years of paying $240,000 for your kid to get dumber. And then you have to pay to have them get undumber. <laughs> you could have just left them in the basement. <laughs> you really could have. Oh, man. It's just so good. Um, all right. So anyway, I want to know, for those of you out there who are concerned that you may have sent somebody or somebody in your family has been subjected to this and you are concerned about a deep programming, uh, just come talk to the Variety Program uh, for a small for a small fee. Yeah. I, 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 I will be happy to do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Right? right? Classes classes in session two days a week. Classes in session. There's, and there's no charge. No, no charge. No charge at all. Although, you know, if you want to sponsor. No, feel, well, no, feel okay. Free. Yeah, right. Feel yeah, free. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to politics for a second. So we've been talking a lot about Georgia and the Herschel Walker race against Raphael Warnock. And it is for the 50th seat in the United States Senate. It's important, obviously, for a whole variety of reasons, not the least of which is a split Senate makes it incredibly difficult for the Biden administration to do anything in the way of nominations and confirmations to get crazy people across the finish line. If they have an extra vote there, the Joe Manchins of the world can go the other way and still get somebody confirmed. 
if not, you know, I mean, 50-50 with Herschel there, that doesn't happen. Like, they're going to have to pull these crazy people. And, and, and the folks you've been reading about who are, like, you know, stealing luggage and shit like that, uh, they're not going to even be nominated, right? Because you're not going to subject those people to, right. to, to Senate confirmation. So it's incredibly important. Here's an update that you're never going to read anywhere in the mainstream press. And and frankly, like, unless I was sort of tangentially involved in some of this, I really wouldn't know. But there's been litigation down there. Hmm. And in part, it's about uh, the new Voting Rights Act that they that they passed down there that was supposed to be Jim Crow 2.0. That's right. Right? That's right. It made Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I yeah. was told reliably, reliably by... Joe Biden, the president of the United States, so this was Jim Crow. Ameri- America's flanker back. Exactly. <laughs> yep. America's flanker back. So, so the, the the flanker back and everybody else told us it was going to be the most racist thing in the world, except for the fact that you had like record turnout. Yeah. In 2022, uh, but now they go into this runoff election, and specifically in text, in text of the bill and law that was signed. It says that if a Saturday follows a legal holiday, that you should not have early voting in on that Saturday, that it would have to put, be pushed to the following Saturday. Mm-hmm. This becomes relevant because of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So Thanksgiving occurred, and all of the counties that are observing the law said, you know, okay, we don't need staffing and all kinds of things to do early voting because in the law it says that early voting is not going to be available on this particular Saturday because it follows a holiday. So Democrats inevitably sue, right? Because that's what Democrats do. They try to bend the law to try to create beneficial circumstances. They'd never win otherwise. Right? So they sue and they win. And then they appeal... And they win. And despite the fact that the law as written explicitly, and I'm look, literally looking at the text. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm staring, as we speak, I'm staring at the text of this law mm-hmm. that says that you cannot vote on the Saturday following a legal holiday. Mm. Courts have said that you can. Mm. All right. So it goes forth. Well, guess what happens? You got like seven counties that are prepared to offer early voting. Right. Guys, want to take a guess? Want to take a guess at what those counties are? Well, let me guess. Uh, the heavily Democratic counties that surround Atlanta: <laughs> Gwinnett, Cobb, yeah. DeCobb, Fulton. Basically, all of the Democratic strongholds. Whereas the Republican counties, the small rural counties that don't have the bandwidth and the staffing to do this sort of thing, because they are anticipating that people follow the law. Follow the law, right? Right. They don't. Mm. Right. So they had early voting. It just didn't actually occur for the entire state Mm. yeah it only occurred predominantly in the counties that were heavily blue right so as a result of that democrats have this just like massive early vote lead in georgia because of this this decision now i i have no idea i people are pointing fingers back and forth Mm -hmm. right i've been told by people on the ground they feel like we all like the party fucked this up and it was just a it was an incredibly bad i mean first of all i don't know how you lose a case where the the text the written text of the law 
explicitly says you can't do this and then you lose. Like, I, I don't understand how that works. Do you guys understand how that, how that works? No, no idea. I mean, no. l- l- I'm, I'm staring at this. It's, it's, not, it's not ambiguous. It literally says you can't do that. And then they, they were like, no, 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 you lose. I mean, I, I've just sort of been operating under the assumption that our legal system is based on laws and that laws are based on words that are written on a piece of paper. And it sounds to me like in Georgia, where Democrats are concerned, that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically what it sounds like. Now, I don't know what is, like, whose fault this is, but the bottom line is it happened, and it's a real problem. Well, what's the remedy? There isn't one. Hmm. The, the only remedy is that Republicans get out and vote. And the thing that bothers me the most about, you know, you're hearing from everybody who's supposed to be involved in these elections talking a lot about, like, oh, where does the Republican Party go for here or whatever? And then you're getting people who like you know show up in Georgia. They're like, "Oh, hey, I'm a I'm a supporter of Herschel Walker." That's fine, but what are you doing to get people to the polls? Mm-hmm. Because I think was what we found out in 2022, sadly, is that like I, I, your rallies don't mean shit. What it, what actually matters is that you have all of your people working in tandem to try to get as many votes in the box as quickly and as efficiently as you possibly can. Right. And I, I know for a fact that the ground game that Herschel has there and that it's being provided on his behalf is far superior to what he what it was that he had going into the. And that's no knock on the campaign itself. It's just that they've had a lot more emphasis. RNC, uh, SLF with the Kemp campaign and everything else. They focused a lot more intensive resources Mm -hmm. there. But they're really going to need it. Right. I mean, because it seems to me they have had an incredible advantage that unbelievably has not been talked about on the national scale. Right. I mean, doesn't that blow your mind, guys? No, no. It, it does blow my mind that this is not a, a major national story. I mean, it's it's almost like the corporate media thinks that Democrats are getting away with one here and they don't want to draw attention to it before uh, Democrats have a chance to steal something. It's it's striking. It's really striking. So anyway, the the message from the Ruthless Variety program persists, which is if you're in Georgia, go get every one of your friends to go vote. If you're outside of Georgia, your resources, if you can spare them, are, are absolutely a necessity at HerschelWalker.com, not anything else. Mm-hmm. Or team, team Herschel, right? Is it Team Herschel? Well, I'm going to let you clarify just that. But the point sure is you got to go directly to the campaign. Yeah. Team, teamherschel.com. Yeah, teamherschel.com. you got to go directly to the campaign. But, but like, let's – people are losing sight of this thing, and it's a little bit sleepy. You know, in 2020, it wasn't a sleepy election. Every, the entire country was focused on it. And it now appears to me that Democrats are benefiting from the fact that the entire country is not talking about Georgia. Right. Doesn't it feel like that? Sure does. Yeah. Sure does. I mean, uh, and, you know, it's a very, very important race. I mean, uh, don't let anybody tell you that a 50-50 Senate is uh, is no different from a 51-49 Senate. It is. It is a, well, think about all the things that pass by one vote, right? right? I mean. Well, and not. In, in committee. In committee is yeah. the big one. Committee is the big one, especially when it comes to judicial nominations. The ability to slow things down in committee when it's 50-50 in the Senate is huge. 
You know, I mean, there's something like 80 judicial vacancies right now yeah. across the country, district court, appeals court and whatnot. Um, the ability to slow that conveyor belt in the Senate with a 50-50 Senate where the committee is equal parts Republican and Democrat is huge, you know? So, I mean, winning this race will have a huge impact on our federal court system. Yeah, no no question. All right, so anyway, we're, we're onward in Georgia. Um, here's something that caught my eye the other day, fellas. We've been talking a lot about online shit lately, mm-hmm. right? And it, part of that is, let me start with this. Twitter with Elon, it's become just the most revealing thing you can ever imagine. The left has basically shown all their cards that they don't actually care about online platforms. The only thing they really care about is censoring speech Mm -hmm. and making sure that everybody sort of conforms to a worldview that they believe and they they can filter through a mainstream media filter and, and, you know, make that the new reality. I I just want to add that news today was Elon Musk announcing that Twitter had, quote, interfered in elections. Elon said that. Elon said Wait, that. Wait, that's that really he, today? Yes. Said, really? Yeah. That he's, I mean, guy's been looking under the hood. Wow. I yeah. mean. So we're going to find out a lot more about that, I'm sure. This is, this is, and I, I mean this sincerely, and I know not all of you deal with Twitter and are on Twitter. It's sort of an industry thing when you're in politics, and I'm sure in Hollywood and everything else. But, but. What he did to buy that company was the most patriotic thing that I've seen a billionaire do in my lifetime. Because what he did was buy it in order to unmask the problem mm-hmm. and to show the world what we've been talking about on this program and many other conservative outlets over the years, that these guys are rigging the system, that they're basically trying to have an information flow that doesn't exist in reality. Well, I think the one thing that Elon wants to do is rebuild the trust with his user base by being so transparent, sort of radically transparent. The exact quote from his tweet today is, the obvious reality, as longtime users know, is that Twitter has failed in trust and safety for a very long time and has interfered in elections. Twitter 2.0 will be far more effective, transparent, and even-handed. Yeah, which if you are at all impartial. You can't argue with that. You right. can't argue with that. Right. But all of a sudden the left doesn't like transparency. They hate they, it. They don't they don't like they don't like what he's talking about. Right. All of a sudden the left doesn't like safety. I thought I thought internet safety was the most important thing to them. Yeah. But all of it, but but Elon is fully transparent about people at Twitter monkeying around with American elections and he is fully transparent about their objectives and all of a sudden the left is like oh no 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 this is the worst thing i just think i think they're very nervous the the left this sort of like ecosystem of left-wing 501c4s and the left influencer network on twitter you know the, the people that sort of amplify either through like tweet campaigns or bots or what have you like you read Hoffman did in the yeah. in the in the runoff in Alabama. I think the left is very concerned that Elon Musk will reveal some of those schemes. That I they, think that's what's happening here. I know? think that's the reason. But but they have this beautiful echo chamber, yeah. right? Which is anytime the 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 progressive glitterati or the Democratic establishment pronounce something to be, they also they have this like entire mass of left leaning voters that just believe it. And echo it, 
right? So you have like Melissa, uh, Alyssa Milano, who says that she's going to cancel. She sent back her Tesla yeah, because she's concerned about the yeah yeah, it, and then she's going to buy a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, Nazi sled. Unbe- yeah, right, exactly. Unbeknownst to her, right. who, who actually formed the Volkswagen, right? right? It's literally called Volk, which is for the the people. It's the people's wagon. The people's wagon. I mean, who was he? Who were the, who was talking about the people? It's this guy named Adolf Hitler. The dumb fuckery <laughs> never ends. But these people just operate, and, and this is in their own world. Like nobody ever calls them on it, and they're never actually subjected to any other opinion because it's been censored from nobody. Them. Right. Nobody ever calls the left on anything. This is one of the biggest problems with the media in our country. There is no accountability for no. Democrats. There is no accountability for anybody on the left. Like the the quickest way to to bring our country together would be for the media to criticize both sides would be for the media to say that well democrats are wrong in x liberals are wrong in y they can't if they're, they're they did, institutionally if they, incapable of doing that. if they did it it would restore trust in their entire industry yeah, but they couldn't they, just, they, they literally but they can't. can't but they can't do it because so, their so entire nobody's, subscribership nobody's gonna, is it, built on it nobody nobody is going to believe a fucking word that they write until they do it and and but you're right it's a, for them it's a catch-22 they, they just they just cannot bring themselves to do it and so they're they're their own worst enemy so there's two important developments as a result and the reason i wanted to preface it with the with the twitter thing is there's two important developments that i think are are things that we've talked to you all about the first is there was sort of rumor mongering amongst the left that apple was going to pull twitter from their app oh right i saw this from their app uh app store uh, store yeah right um Look, the, the bill before Congress that we've been talking about an awful lot deals with that. We have had a huge problem with that particular bill because it is a Trojan horse for the left to regulate what they call safety. Right. Mm-hmm. You've heard us talk about, and Kevin McLaughlin was on the program talking about it, and and, and that's a, a big issue is for, for anything that they say is going to hold big tech accountable, it's really just about trying to implement what they think safety means which, they, is, which they, is just whatever in a in a practical sense what it means is they want to have more leverage and influence over choke points in the ecosystem right like the app store yeah right or like pressuring the advertisers to leave twitter like all of these are choke points where they can silence dissent if they can't do it directly by owning these platforms or influencing the CEOs who run these platforms, they're going to do it through money or through access to the platforms. Yep. yep. But the problem they've got, like, they don't want this to happen. They don't. They don't want. Like, Apple does not want this thing to happen um, for very different reasons than the Variety program is concerned, obviously. But the best way for them to lose that fight is stupid shit like this, mm-hmm. right? If if you are in the tech community. And you see somebody making completely subjective decisions about safety and taking off uh, platforms that are literally no different than they were six months ago. If anything, they're more open because of who owns it. You're going to get congressional involvement. Like, it's just going to happen. There's going to be bipartisanship on that shit. And the question is whether or not you can do it in a way that actually satisfies the concerns that we've been talking about which is, do we let the Trojan horse in? Right. And so, like, I just frame that. I don't have an answer for it today, 
But as you're thinking about these issues, somebody's going to come with at you at some point and be like, yeah, this is why we need to pass these internet bills. And like... Well, my answer back to them, and, and we talked about this on Megyn Kelly's show, because she played a clip from the White House briefing room of some reporter from Reuters, asking the Biden administration, this is so dystopian, asking mm-hmm. the Biden administration what their plan is now that Elon Musk has bought Twitter. Just you know, like it's the government's job to regulate this, like speech on the internet. These people. Like that's psychotic. That is psychotic well, because, stuff. Because it's, the, it's a while that's going on. You're, if you were having a debate and you're like, man, gosh, should the government get more involved in this? Fuck no. Are you kidding me? No. All of our enemies want it. Why, why would we say we want it too? Look, it, right. it makes more sense when you think about the fact, and I'm not, I'm not casting aspersions on an entire organization. Reuters has a lot of reporters who are very objective, a lot of editors who are very objective. But if you think about where that reporter's question is coming from, it is coming from a position of how do we protect the left in this country? Right. Most Americans don't agree with our ideology. Most Americans disagree with what Elon Musk is doing to provide a panoply of opinions right. that represent what Americans think, and the libs are terrified. To be honest with you, I think it may be, you may even give them more credit. I, I actually don't think that they believe that they are protecting the left. I think they just don't know what the right is. Well, like the, I, I think they, they genuinely, they most reporters in this country do not know a different opinion. They think there's only one point of view. They think there's only one point of view, and then there's crazy. It's, it's it's either exactly what you get out of DNC headquarters in the Biden administration, or QAnon. Well, right? This, I mean, this I, is, don't you think it, it, you're probably right? This is the problem. This is the fundamental problem with journalism in this country: is that they they cannot write one side says this, the other side says that because they've already picked a winner. Yeah, they already agree with the Democrats and the libs, and they think anybody who says otherwise is a lunatic. I just think they're they the know, lunatics. I just think they know that if people are given the option between what they're trying to sell and the reality that most mainstream conservatives believe that the American people are going to choose the latter. So when they focus on things like QAnon in in journalism like the term is nut picking, like you might go to a rally of 10,000 oh, yeah, and people. find the one guy. You find the one guy who's got the crazy outfit on. You're like, this is representative of the entire group. Let me get his opinion yeah. and put him in my article <laughs> right. because they know what they're fucking doing. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. It's about narrative protection. Right. It's not about right. saying what you see. It's not about like an objective recount of what you've observed at any one moment. And that's what people are looking for when they open a newspaper. Yeah. That is not what they're getting. Right. No. No. And that's and that's why people are canceling subscriptions. Like it is no wonder why people cancel subscriptions. It's yeah. not because it's not because well they, the information's worthless. It's it's completely worthless. It's worthless. No, it people cancel their subscription to the New York Times for the same reason they do not sign up for the DNC press released list. Yep. Right. If they if they wanted to be on the press release list of the DNC, they'd sign up. Yep. A hundred percent. So here's the other element beyond what we just talked about. This came out of Google today. We want to help people access quality and accurate information online. Together with YouTube, we're announcing a $13.2 million grant to factcheck.net for a new global fact check fund. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. So Google and YouTube are announcing $13.2 million grant for an international fact checking network. Uh, at the nonprofit, Wait, doesn't Google own YouTube? 
They do. Yeah. They do. I don't know why they separated it. Uh, but anyway, okay. The, okay. The, the, I think curious, it's, just curious. I think it's, I, I think it's because they, they, they're going to apply this to YouTube and they want everybody to know that it's going to happen. Okay. So, but, so what is fact check? What is this? Who runs this operation? It's a nonprofit called the Pointer Institute. All right. Well, that's interesting. Who owns the Pointer Institute? The Tides Foundation. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, they fund, they fund uh, Pointer. Notably, and this is according to capitalresearch.org, PolitiFact itself is a project of the Pointer Institute for Media Studies, which received over $29 million from left-wing donors between 2004 and 2018, including the Ford, Knight, and Tides Foundation. Other donors include George Soros, Open Society Foundations, a foundation to promote open society as one of Pointer's own websites, states and the democracy fund oh pierre madire oh the democracy fund is a public policy or uh (laughs) oriented foundation chaired and principally funded by the ebay founder and former chairman pierre omadire yeah so to to refresh the memory of the listeners of the variety program we've talked about democracy fund a lot because it's part of that arabella advisors network of left-wing dark money groups that fund a lot of the fake shit you see out there on the left and not just that they also fund some of the never trump opposition you see to republicans across the country bill crystal one of one of many who is paid through one of these shell organizations to attack republicans every day you're you're saying that this this doesn't sound like an objective organization it's a this is a massive massive astroturf effort that literally is to the tune of billions of dollars in slushing around our democracy. So they're and mo- not, and most most journalists just turn a blind eye to the whole thing. They're not earnestly in search of the facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen some of the shit, right? I mean, you'll come out with something and be like, "The sky is blue," and they're like, "Mostly false." Yeah. Sometimes uh, the sky's orange, and then other times uh, it could be gray. And so that person has no idea what they're talking about. I mean, that's basically what the sum and substance of what they do when they try to color. But here's here's where the problem is. And this is why it affects you as a listener. When Google says they're partnering with somebody, what they mean is that whatever these people come up with as objective fact is what they roll with. And it actually provides a, a, a result to you that is an entirely a downstream effect of what that is. So in other words, if somebody comes up with a, a an entirely fair critique, like the Biden administration's uh, $5 trillion of spending have created an inflation disaster, they will, and I think they have, by the way. Yeah. I, they will say, fact, this fact-checking organization will say that that's not true, that that's not true because uh, there's other global effects in a post-COVID world and uh, you know supply chains and everything what else their favorite, also contribute. Their favorite thing to say is this ad lacks context. Well, no shit, it's 30 seconds. But, they, but, you know? <laughs> but the most important part is they headline it with false. Right, right, right. Because then what happens is somebody at the DNC can email somebody at YouTube and say, you know what, you got to take this video down. And they do. Because it's spreading dangerous misinformation. And that's not me saying it. The, uh, you know, the esteemed colleagues at the 
dipshit fact-checking fake news bullshit place who I happen to be friends with because they all fund the same left-wing causes that I support. And most of the people who fund it are also donors to the DNC. They agree that it's also fake. So you got to take it down. But, I mean, that's how it, in, in, in practice, that's how it works. At the high level, I know if you're listening to this, you're thinking, gosh, how does this actually impact my life, right? Like a bunch of liberal It means you can't see content right. that is factually Objective. true. Yes. Right. Yes. That is factually true because there are people who are funded by the farthest left in the international finance community that have now a partnership right. with the largest search engine in America right. to make sure you can't see you them. can't see it. Yeah. What a democracy Holy we have. Holy fuck. What a democracy. I mean, just think about that. Yeah. yeah. Just think about that. Yeah, it's wild. So now taking the reason why I wanted to do this sequentially, take it back to that first conversation. Why is it that all these people are so angry at Elon Musk, who's made very small changes? Because he's unmasking all of this, right? Because it is because a he's very about to show it. It is a very intricate um, scheme that is essential to their success. Back to what Ashbrook said earlier: like their ideas don't sell. Like we we know this, yeah. Right? They didn't and, even sell in an election that they won. So, it, in order to maintain True. power and control, True. their only way is to suppress. The ideas of the other side. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It's is just an elaborate, multi-billion-dollar working the refs exercise. It, it's just unbelievable. Anyway, we're going to stay all over this thing because I think information flow right now is the great battle that we're in, and Elon is is leading the way. And everybody just needs to have a clear-eyed view of what this is because there's a ton of misinformation out there. Yes. And as long as you understand the principles at play, who's funding what, why, and what what creates all this animosity towards Elon Musk, a guy who Democrats went out of their way to create tax credits for for 10 years so he could sell his electric vehicles because it solved their green energy issues, all of a sudden he's enemy number one. Like, now you need to know. You need to know. So... Uh, look, fellas, I think that we've covered the waterfront here. We're going to come back with some high energy. We're, we can't obviously play King of the Hill because no smug today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we can't, we can't uh, you know, we're, we're going to save a big week for next week, but we're going nowhere during the holiday, holiday season. But I, I swear to, to you guys and to all the listeners of the Variety Program, if somehow smug is not here, to record the next episode, <laughs> we're going to tweet out one of those. Do you remember when uh, that quarterback for the Jets was out for mononucleosis? We're going to start tweeting out like smug out indefinitely for <laughs> being a delicate flower. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was concerned with Wesley Hunt showing up that he was going to have a Wally Pip situation. If Wesley would have shown up today, I'm not sure that, uh, you know. He's, he was a fan favorite for he sure. Was. Gee he whiz. Was. Yeah. Uh, anyway. See why. Well, we love you all. You're all the best. And uh, Another banger of an episode, folks. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Tuesday. Stay ruthless. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. 
and we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.